Hello and welcome to Inglorious Artists, episode 3. I am Peter Holland, uh, actor and other things from Sweden. And today I'm talking to up-and-coming film director Christian Arucia from Chile. And this is a long one, so I don't really want to use up more time on the intro. Let's just dive right on in, shall we? Trying to make trying to make like, art here. Yeah, I'm trying to make this thing when when you know like you have this uh, focus on one point and everything else is blurry, but this fucking camera shallow is really uh, focus. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of you know filmmaking. I like those frames when when suddenly everything else is blurry and just one thing is important. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was trying to explain that to to my girlfriend yesterday because um, we were watching. Um, um, Werner Herzog uh, masterclass of filmmaking. Oh, yeah, right. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those classic yeah. masterclass things. Yeah, really good. Mm. So, since my girlfriend knows how my creative process is, um, she was like, "You see, you see, Werner Herzog. He sits. He locks himself in a room, and he, you know, he put all his concentration of focus and and." listen to classical music mm. and read books about poetry and you go to a fucking Latin American bar with everybody's noisy and it's bad music and everybody talks to you every five bar, minutes. It's a cafe. Let's it's a cafe. I know. It's a cafe. <laughs> yes, it's, bar. it's a cafe. And, and, and how can you fucking concentrate? And I said, like, for me, exactly the opposite way for, yeah. for him. Yeah, that's, I need yeah, all that's the him. noise in order for me to be able to focus in one thing. But right. if I'm in a mm. dark room, I fucking see every possibility. Mm. I go everywhere. And then how can I write when everything is possible? The guy can shoot the person in the head and kiss them and then huh. can just morph into this, you know, cockroach. And, and you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. At the same time, where do I go with that? So, so that's a disadvantage, you mm-hmm. think? Exactly. So, so it's like Spider-Man. I love the way that they did with the eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, in Spider-Man, yeah. he, needs, he gets expression. too much information mm. and he needs to focus. Yeah. That's how it works for me. He's got ex- expression in his eyes, finally, like mm. like he actually does. Oh, in that's the real reason, kind of exactly. Mm. But the, the 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 story reason is because he draws in too much information. It's a little bit like what the it's not autist uh, autism is uh, Asperger's syndrome, maybe. Well, Asperger's is Asperger's. is some form of autism. It's okay. on the autistic spectrum. Yeah, but it's the one that you know you get so much information. Well, it's yeah, autism yeah. in general it's, it's exactly. that you need to you know you need peace sort it out exactly. Uh, I get that in a way. I'm not on the spectrum. I I had myself checked, <laughs> but I still get that. My mom got me checked. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I brought my mom to help me get checked. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's you know. So, sometimes when you go to therapy, they need a lot of information. Like, ex- uh, for example, can we talk to your parents? We need to m- get more information about your past. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. Which was interesting because she had information that I totally forgot about. I'm like, did I do that? What? Well, memories like kind really? of yeah. Mm, yeah, that's weird. Oh, it's early. It's almost too early for me. I, 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 yeah. I let's just woke lie up. Lie to people, and let's say that it's about seven thirty in the morning. It's not. <laughs> but let's say that it's really early. 
But, well, it is to me actually. Super early. My guest today actually woke me up and mm-hmm. uh, in a very kind way. I carried, I stroke his hair. Then I look at him in oh, the lies, eyes and lies, I said, all lies. "You're beautiful. You're strong. You're an independent woman." Don't listen Go. to the man behind the microphone. <laughs> okay, and you're a you're a film director, which we could tell because you started to focus on the microphone with your phone and uh, yeah. create visual arts and stuff. You just had like one of those breakthroughs, haven't you? Finished the first draft of uh, your feature screenplay. Yes, yes. Well, the thing is, when I started making film. Um, my first project was supposed to be this multi-layer, three main characters uh, story. That was my first idea. Like, I want to make, I want to tell this story. Mm-hmm. So I got an internship at uh, Film Centrum Sid, mm-hmm. and I spent six months in this room just writing. And I wrote about five hundred pages of of a feature film script, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even halfway mm-hmm. into the story. And I realized, yeah, maybe I need to start with something smaller mm. and people told me all the time you need to do short films first if you want to make a, uh, a feature film mm. I should, we should say uh, the, the film center on the street, that means film center south and that's uh, like a filmmaker community yeah, yeah. center gathering place yeah. something yeah I just realized we're speaking English now. <laughs> well and some people might not know about what you're talking about since they yeah, don't, no, don't no, live no, here no, but I, I haven't thought of it. And, and it was funny because uh, because my girlfriend was asking me, like, oh, is it going to be in Swedish or in English? Because I would like to hear mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, she's German, so you speak German, English. She's German, exactly. All the time. And we speak English with each other, yes. Mm. Uh, so, so I said, I don't know, really. I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't tell you? No, 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 oh, no. I didn't. I didn't bad me, thought bad about. Me. No, no. I, didn't, I mean, maybe we. I, I don't know. I, I sort out certain information. Uh, maybe the details mm. of things are, I'm very bad at it mm. well it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah but anyway so yeah I, I try to I still have that version of the script um, of my first script for a feature film mm-hmm. and then I started writing short stories and every short film that I did um, the first ones they were always kind of sort of a feature film but just in a short version so people will always ask me oh but what about this character what about this character and like this feels bigger than it is they just teased uh, yeah, no, no, I just story. didn't know how, to, I, I just, I, it's, well, this is the perfect thing for me, and and, and this morning, uh, Madeleine was mocking me about, like, now you're going to go and do the rooster thing, like, you're going to go mm-hmm. and talk mm-hmm. and talk, because mm-hmm. I don't know how to just do little <laughs> That's things. That's why you're here. Yes, I, I don't know how to, to write little things. Mm. Oh, okay. Short stories will be, for me, like, I don't know, 50 pages or so something. So your short films are basically, like, pilots? Yeah, films. some some yeah. sort of, like, I think about a thing, and then... I I have to restrict myself mm. in order to just make it just like this thing. I need character development. I need mm. story world. I need um, uh, you know twists and plots and mm. so yeah. uh, either a feature film or a show like a show like you yeah. can be a showrunner. Uh, yeah, like a series. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. I mean, can, can I swear? Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> awesome. Can I swear a lot? Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, hopefully my next project is going to be in South America and it's going to be a, um, a miniseries of eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and that was the story that I wanted to tell first. And I, then I realized that when I wanted to make a feature film, mm-hmm. I have all the resources and the possibilities here in Sweden to make the movie that I'm making now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I don't have for the other thing. No. So because I you need are, to start somewhere. You're from Chile. I am from Chile, yes. And now you live, live in Sweden. Chileno, yes. So uh, are you a Chilean or a Swedish filmmaker? Or both? I'm neither. <laughs> neither? I'm, I'm neither, yeah, because I didn't went to film school in Chile and I didn't went to film school in Sweden. Ah. You're so, basically going through film school as you're doing it. Exactly. That's your uh, your way. Yes. Well, I was I was path. done studying engineering. I mean, um, I started making like... Um, visual arts uh, projects uh, since very early age. Uh, I remember when I was little, that I, well, it's a long story, but I'm going to try to make it short. Mm. One of my first experience with art was um, me dressing up and performing in front of my family. One of the characters that was on TV, which was like a dog, a, mm-hmm. you know, a humanoid dog. Mm-hmm. So I took a T-shirt and I put on, you know, I paint a face like the the character right. and I kind of put on uh, some costume, some kind of clothing that so fit the character. It was a guy in a suit, like a Barney the a Dinosaur guy, exactly, kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And I, and I gathered my family, you know, I, probably in my mom's room or something, or in my parents' room. Mm. And then I, I performed, like, I did the whole thing and they really like it. And, and I don't remember that. I just remember that they really like it. And I always was putting costumes and, and reading Tons of books, and I was the youngest of all my brothers, so nobody really played with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, smaller <laughs> versions of me to play with. Oh, okay. Uh, so I had dogs and then books. Yeah. Uh, so I read a lot of books and comic books, and um, I made my own toys because, yeah. Mm, I did that. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, we're also, like, my family wasn't rich, wasn't poor either, mm. but we had a shitload of wood. That there was left from when they built something, mm. and I, I just took that and I love to paint it, and, and I got toys, but I really liked the, the made yourself kind of things. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then in fifth grade, I I made a comic book out of a a, a little drawing of a brand of a jeans, I think that has like a cat, but it was like a tough cat. Mm-hmm. And I just took that and I called him Catman, which is the <laughs> stupidest name ever. There might be a Marvel superhero called Catman, maybe. No, not no, Cat but there Man. is Black Cat. There's no. Black Cat, yeah, and, and in DC you have Catwoman, of course. So yes, but, no, uh, but there is. Uh, what's the name of the Ted? Ted something that is like a boxer, and then he becomes like a. Uh, yeah, he's he's a cat. What's the name? Uh-huh. Shit, I forgot the name of that cat. But you know, he trains. He's a boxer. He trains. Uh, he's like the Daredevil version of uh, of NDC, and he trained uh, Green Arrow. Okay, I, what's I, his name? Yeah, I, I've said this before. I think on the podcast, I'm not that ver- well versed in DC. Oh lore. yeah, uh, well, I, I'm, I know more about well, Marvel. Shit, I'm I'm really really sorry to all the DC fans. I'm really good, and I have very good memory about. All- I know that his name is Ted. And he's a boxer. And he's a cat. And he's a cat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I cat ca- man. I, yeah. yeah, I made this Catman comic book and of course the enemy was Doctor Dog or something like that. <laughs> It starts to get good. Yeah, I, I don't if know. If you keep doing those stupid names, it's, it's, it's just. It's, but it, it's it was a serious good. thing. I even at early age, I was what eleven. At that time, mm. even at that time, I was very serious about my stories. And so th- I make this kind of thing on, on paper, like in notebook paper. And then I think I sold it even. Like I make two versions. 
and then I sold one, mm-hmm. and then the guy that I sold it gave it, lent it to some other people, and and then they were asking me for the second <laughs> number. Oh, what happened next? And I was like, I don't know. I just made it for fun, so I made a oh, second version again with the teasing. I don't know. I made the second version. They liked it. I the one and the third one, mm. and then I was like, no, I move on to something else. <laughs> I just stopped doing it. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, that was my thing. And then I did some radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, uh, I don't know why, I got this contact with, um, uh, I think I was 13, and in the school radio, they had this show, I mean, you could do anything, and I think I did something like I would talk about parties. Okay, like a local see. radio show? Uh, like in school radio. It was school just, radio, It was okay. just running the school. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know who listened to it, but... Anyway, so I did that, and then my brother started making this show about um, philosophy, mysticism, uh, religion, uh, parapsychology, like all these kind of odd subjects. Um, and then I joined him when I was, you know, finishing high school. Mm. And then, of course, I became the producer of the show because my big brother is a child kind of man Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so i became the producer and i organized the the show was him talking for an hour Mm. about any subject okay so then i came like you cannot just talk for an hour because it's super boring (laughs) Mm. joking (laughs) pun intended now oh welcome (laughs) yeah but anyway but at least we're two here like he was just alone yeah yeah, well some people do that if you're interesting it can work yeah 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 Yeah, anyways yeah i don't know is doing that who? Chris D'Elia, the comedian. He's, he, he's, that, yeah. like he has this voice. Yeah, and he, he, and he, he has he's this insane, humor. So. <laughs> yeah, he's really cool. I love his Snapchat stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they're, he just take a character great. just in the in the airport or something. Like, yeah. yeah. He's got him on Instagram now I as love, well. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's really got fun. a podcast where he's just talking with himself. Oh, ah, okay. Well, there is this guy uh, from the um, Cinema Sense that he does conversation with himself. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that's on video, and he filmed yeah. himself twice. Mm, sure. So mm. it's almost like a conversation. But it's not natural, because, like, you cannot... I mean, I will never be able to do you mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the same way that you do yourself. I will never be improvised your thoughts, your no, mental process no. in the way. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I notice when I record the intros and outros for this show, uh, it's really hard to sort my mind. When I'm just alone, I'm like, mm. so, and then, uh, okay, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Okay, start over. <laughs> oh, but you make an intro. Mm, yeah. Oh. Well, right. So the people already know who you are, because I told them in the intro. Okay. What are you going to tell them? You'll just have to wait and see. <gasps> you should say the truth and not just nice things. I don't know the truth. <gasps> I can't handle You can't truth. handle the truth. No truth yeah. handle me. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so this show, I made this radio show and it was supposed to be like an interview with like an expert and then we'll talk about uh, natural medicine and then like it was mm-hmm. like a lot of things. And that was cool. That was two years and that was my first produ- producing thing. Then mm. we wanted to make a, a TV show. So I was always around this. That's my point is I was always around these subjects. Uh, I'm trying to justify why I didn't go to film school. <laughs> to I understand. Okay. I, yeah. I, I'll allow it. Go on. Yes. Keep going. So then I'm, yeah, so then I, 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 um, I, I, my, I didn't have any idea what to study when I finished high school. And then my dad said like, well, you like computers, mm-hmm. so you study computer engineering. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't object because I didn't have any, I don't object when I don't have a better argument. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, sure. So I'm like, yeah, what I want to say, no. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. I did what everybody mm. else thought I yeah. would, should do. Exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. But I finished that. Uh, and then I moved to Sweden because I met this Swedish girl. And then supposedly we were supposed to live in Chile. And then she was like, no, Sweden. And I was like, okay. Because, again, I didn't have any better solution. No, you stay here <laughs> with me and do something. So, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, so we moved here. And then I was done with studying. I, I, I was trying to, you know, I applied for jobs. I got these jobs here and there. I, I worked as a cleaner for the longest time. Um, and I was in this crisis of, what the fuck? Nobody wants to give me a job as an engineer with mm. a degree. Mm. And what? And I don't even really want to work with it because, like, I, I like this other thing. Mm. Uh, it was specifically computer sciences. Computer so, science, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um System development and ah. not programming so much. I don't like to be like a programming ape, Mm-mm-mm. but sometimes you have to do it yourself. So yeah. it's funny because now I edit a lot, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is the equivalence of programming. Because directing is like the system developer or like the, the analyst when huh. you plan the solution and then okay. you go to the ape and you tell the ape, do this. And then they and make the program. I love editing. But I, I can't see myself as a programmer, so but that's an interesting... It's just, uh, the one is visual, the other one is not visual, it's just text, it's code. It's probably the thing, I need mm. things to be visual. So yeah, no, I was always surrounded by media stuff, and I always wanted to do that. So when I moved to Sweden, I was depressed, because I didn't have, I didn't saw any reason for being here, mm. um, <laughs> to be honest. No, for real, like I, I wasn't getting any job, a high-paid job as an engineer. Mm. I didn't want to do it, and I was alone. I left all my family and friends in Chile, so I went deep into meditation. And because what else do you do in January in Sweden? Like mm. you cannot go out and have fun. So, so I meditated for a while, and then I realized that I, I started seeing this pattern of always me gravitating towards art and media. Mm. And then I thought maybe I can write a book, and that was almost the thing. Mm. But then I felt that. The stories I want to tell were um, had more layers, had more aspects mm. than just a written words. Okay. I wanted to mm. put music on it. I wanted to put paintings and yeah, yeah. and drama, and, you know, acting and real mm. human beings. And Th- therefore, film. Ergo, yeah. film. And when I I when I when I just said the word film as a real way of being. I remember this warm feeling inside, like I, like um, I was finally like free from this pressure of, uh, well, you're gonna make movies, you're gonna live out of it. Well, I still mm. don't make a living out of it. I have worked with film, mm. but I haven't. Mm. I don't work with film. Mm. I, I do film, which is a different thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming. It's, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, trying to play my cards properly. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go into that. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. That's why. F- that's why film. Mm. So you get I had that revelation of that, yeah. that that's this is it. Film is mm. it because I, I, I recognize that feeling you described, like mm. uh, when you all when you get all uh, tingly inside, like yes, this is the right yeah. decision. Yeah. This is what I want to do. It makes no sense if it's the right decision. Mm. And those because you thought about probably twenty other things, like oh, you talk, talking about the books and everything, and nothing really, and you have that frustration, but. I want to do something within mm. this area. I'm mean, yeah. speaking as somebody who's done all manner of 
creative endeavors throughout my life and yeah, uh, well, you've been really frustrating. You have a lot of mus- music stuff here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. And I haven't given that up, but I mm. it's kind of nice to know that that's not my main goal that I have yeah. something like this is it. Mm. You know, acting's it. Yeah. For, in my instance. Um well isn't there the the, the golden rule? There is this th- three things rule that like uh, find mm. three hobbies that you have mm-hmm. one that keeps you healthy one that makes you makes you know gives you money and one that makes you cr- more creative ah i love that i fucking I, i saw it on instagram and i was like yes 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 so i like martial arts mm. that's really my hobby so that shit supposedly keep me healthy yeah um the one that keeps me creative is really like oh, if i can say it it's youtube is mm. is reading books is like it's a hobby i love absorbing information yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. a hobby of mine like mm, i yeah. me too yeah so i so that's half that, of my life yeah too. and hopefully films is gonna you know give me money mm. i had a teacher in a comic book art school mm-hmm. uh, who said Uh, well, it wasn't his quote. Uh, he quoted somebody else, but I can't mm. remember who who that was. So, and he said uh, that you need one life to live, one life to work, and one life to read. Somebody, I think, I think oh. some some author said that, and I oh. and I, I, I love that because you could apply it to the same kind of thing you were talking about now. Oh, that sounds like uh, Hemingway. It could, been, yeah, it could have been Hemingway. Huh? It sounds very Hemingwayish. It does. Very like uh, you should, make should. love to a good woman, write a book about. How you make uh, the stars shine in the pubic hair of her vagina? You know, like it's like <laughs> such a like, dude. Can can you just jerk off and move on? I'm go- googling Hemingway quotes just to. Oh fuck! You're gonna get so many. One of my favorites, Hemingway. Oh shit! Happiness in intelligent people is the rarest thing I yeah, know. Yeah, that's my favorite Ooh, one. That is sad. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but yeah, but there's um, they, they do this version of that quote in Lost. Uh, the TV series mm-hmm. when uh, Jack, mm-hmm. the, the kind of protagonist, We, more doctor, or less the main, character, yeah, the main yeah, character, yeah. he talked to his dad and he says that uh, you have to choose, kid, between a life of meaning and a life of happiness, because if you choose a meaningful life. Uh, you will always struggle to move forward, to you know, find a purpose. You have to struggle in order to to achieve your goals. A life of happiness is just about acceptance. You accept things as they are. You don't want to change them. Yeah. So ha- happiness, self help books and stuff always yeah. talk about you have to accept things. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, I I disagree with that quote though, mm-hmm. because. Because uh, I think all lives are meaningless in some ways, and if you lead a, a happy life, then that is the meaning of that life, because that gives that person meaning, because that life makes that person happy, and that is meaning in mm. itself. So that, that's just my. It's a, uh, well, it's a, it's a, a, this is a philosophical discussion that has existed since the beginning of the world. Sure, and what, is, what is exactly mm. what is happiness really? Uh, difficult to define oh yeah really is because um, i i wouldn't see happiness without meaning for me uh-huh like i like if I, i i remember when i was in this really strong period of meditation and 
and acceptance and purifying myself from all the, the things that limit me mm. in a way for, for, for adapting to live in Sweden. <laughs> I had it, yeah. So hard I, yeah, no, but it's true, it's true, it's fucked up. Um, <laughs> so so I, I remember this time when I was happy, you know? Mm. I was in an okay relationship, but that was fine, you know? I could, we could come home uh, to have dinner and watch Two and a Half Men, mm. um, The Big Bang Theory. Then she would probably go to sleep. Mm. I would stay in the Friends computer. And Seinfeld for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> I would stay. I would stay uh, on the computer, just talking to my friends and family in Chile or in other countries, and then I would jerk off and then go to sleep. You know, mm. and and that was okay. That was what it is. Mm. But as soon soon after, I felt I look around. I mean, all you need to oh. find meaning is to look around and see how shitty the world is, and how much you. I mean, if you really have love, you need to share that love with others, and there are people that are struggling. And, yeah, you know. but uh, when you describe that, it doesn't mm. sound like you described something you felt was a happy situation. But I was okay with it. Okay with it, but that's not happy. Well, that's the thing that I could you you know inside you find this this universe of uh, of possibilities. I mean, I was trying to make films. I was learning about filmmaking. I was uh, trying to in contact with nature uh, I put a very uh, very uh, depressive vision of what a relationship is which probably a lot of people have which mm. I probably have had many times in my life yeah. but um, that's not happiness but I, there was this process when I was you know starting to learn about filmmaking and literature and I was trying to make some new friends and mm. you know that was happy that was it was good I could go out and see the sunshine and be happy about it appreciate the little things yeah okay you know I'm but you don't from think, that so you don't think you should do that otherwise I think you have to add that as a spice in your life right, for me right, okay. you know what I mean it can, like, can't like, be all about exactly that. you cannot I mean you eat rice but if without salt it kind of really doesn't make so much mm-hmm. sense uh-huh. about mm-hmm. it so happiness for me is just kind of spice that you put on things but for me the struggle is life like if you realize the first everything that has to do with life is about struggle like giving birth is a struggle uh, breathing, you know, uh, it's a constant movement and you just need to stop breathing for a minute to realize how much you really need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, loving is a struggle. Uh, surviving is a struggle. Money making. If you want to eat, you have to, you know, cook and make food or just go and buy for that. You need the money. It's like everything is about this conflict. But we make movies that are basically just dramatic situations I, I'm in South America I grew up with people watching telenovelas and, mm. and all these like oh my god you left me no but why and it's like ah and Maria, people love it exactly and people love it like like I don't know we <laughs> love struggle because we identify with the conflict yeah sure uh, but we also love to watch conflict uh, on TV and stuff because True. it's nicer to watch it than have it yourself exactly and at the same time i think uh it's nice to see conflict play out in a story so we can relate to our own conflict mm, and we can and learn and learn from it yeah exactly mm. yeah one of the most successful movies in that case is for example the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. when you see the struggle of this guy for getting a job for so long and then the, he gets the job he's like Oh my God, finally. And we have all in a way been in situations when 
we aim for something and we don't get it. And we mm. don't get it. And it mm. gets worse and it gets worse. And mm. uh, at, at least for me, I mean, there are other movies, but oh yeah, lo- loads of them. But that's uh, survival a good, good is example. A, because survival is a very easy, you know, way of relating to like Dunkirk now. Um, oh yeah, I saw it last night. No, not last night. I actually saw it at, at a matinee. <laughs> so, okay. Yesterday <laughs> afternoon. Morning. Yeah, for me, matinee used to be in the morning for me. When I was young, matinee was 11 in the morning. I don't think I ever saw a, a, a cinema. In I think the fourth the time I watched The Matrix was 11 in the morning. Huh. We don't, we don't show movies that time in Sweden. Maybe you did, like, but like 30 maybe, years ago. Maybe, I don't know. But it was still weird to see Dunkirk 3 in the afternoon. But what do you think about it? Um, I mean, we shouldn't be making advertising of Christopher Nolan, but yeah. Why not? He's good. He's done some great stuff. I like The Prestige really uh, much, actually. Yeah, that's one of his best ones. One of, yeah, I think uh, it's, Prestige is his, is his best one still, even though... Yeah, I like Dunkirk. Uh, it's, um, uh, I mean, you can say that that is bad filmmaking in almost any way because it's really a piece of, you know, mu- mm. muscular filmmaking, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the sound design and uh, Hans Zimmer's music is beautiful and it's a great shot. Yeah, but those are the other people. story, yeah. What about... I mean, that's the thing, like, what the movies that I made, in a way, I always feel um, content, not happy, but like, yeah, good. That's almost enough. Yeah. Since you're the one who's made it. That's the thing, Uh, because people say, like, I like the story, I like like the idea, and that's me. Mm. You know, like the acting, most of the time they say the acting is, yeah. Or like the camera work, eh, not so good. There barely there is any music because I I barely work with any composers. But don't you find it very I rare edit. to think the acting's bad when it's a you know big budget movie? I mean the acting's all, well, almost I've always seen a pretty... shitload of bad acting in big budget movies. Uh, yeah, of course you have have seen it, but it's isn't it kind of rare in your opinion? Well, but this is the thing. That's why you cast. That's why you have a casting director. Yeah, and you cast that they're gonna choose. Yeah, and, and they're you, gonna choose as somebody that have been doing this thing for forever and ever. And let's not forget, for us actors, one of our our you know and a great editor. Exactly what what I was gonna, getting at. Yeah. one of our heroes is the editor. Yeah, if a good editor is behind the controls, mm. they will find a good performance. Yeah. and then you can always you can always cheat with, uh, for example. Um, you know, shit with non-dialogue and music. Mm. Just put them looking out like the kid, like the kid in Dunkirk. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I barely remember any good acting. There is one good acting moment. Yeah. Well, he's there's scared. no, there's he's no bad scared. acting he's, in the film. He's scared. He's scared. He tried to figure it out. I mean, you never see him as a clever kid. He's really like super, you know, survival mode kind of person because like he he sees this this guy kind of struggling to survive and he and the other kid just you know take him and take him to the boat for the mm. hope that they will stay mm. also so mm. that uh, so he doesn't not for the for the for the, the guy dying but for himself um but you could have done that better uh, acting better acting would have been like like you actually see that process you understand i understood that but i know that many people didn't got the you know the, the extra layer of he wasn't being a good a good kid he just wanted to survive. 
Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but you saw him being a good guy later. That he actually wanted his newly found friends to also survive. He he cared as much as about the people around him as himself later in the film. Yeah, but then again, that's a one-dimensional kind of character. Like he is a good guy, and these are the yeah. bad guys. And well, anyways, I I I think for me, Christopher Nolan always feels like ah, uh, he almost does it. But he doesn't. He doesn't go there. Mm-hmm. What, for example, okay. uh, one of my favorite directors of all times, Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. You know, he aims to. You know, he aims to ten, and then he does fifteen. He just <laughs> always like, oh yeah, yeah. and I'm actually retired. gonna put a close up of two women with a with a huge ass dildo in their asses. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm gonna show that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show this guy being his arm being cut, and I'm gonna show the struggle, and I'm gonna go beyond that, and I'm gonna make you be fucked up for the rest of your life because of this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and when you see the ending of uh, the fountain, you are like, oh my god, transcendence, and you are in this state of awe that is beyond you know what you what you expect. Mm-hmm. So so for Christopher Nolan to get budgets of you know hundreds of millions of dollars, and for um, Darren Aronofsky to be struggling with, you know, an eighty million dollar movie. Mm, maybe okay. it feels unfair it when one goes you. beyond, but it's not so popular. And I think that this is the same concept as Marvel movies and many other movies that they just made what works, and that's entertaining, but not filmmaking, but not art. Art always have to push people further of their comfort zone. Okay, I think it can be art anyway, but uh, no, no. I mean, the, the camera work it's amazing, and the and the whole yeah. Thing is, but I think really all good. of it can be good art, and uh, I mean, my you and I we have different opinions on what a good movie is, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. at the same time, I totally understand why. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's uh, movies aren't like as big, blustery, big as like Nolan's yeah. are because they, because basically what you were talking about that they kind of they're kind of hard to to watch and mm. that can be a really good movie but maybe you don't want to have it on Blu-ray and keep rewatching it because you already went through that pain of seeing it. And well, there are many movies that they're not so painful. I mean, he does this painful. Um, and in a way, that's also cheating. I mean, that's the thing. Every every expression of art has to compromise in a level of how genius and original you can be. And mm. sometimes you you have to face your own limitations as mm. an artist. And that you, for example, I'm I'm very bad with music. I I'm when I write, I'm visually speaking and metaphorically speaking, and you know the, the I. I manage a lot of aspects of storytelling, but me and my family and my background has never been a lot about the, the music. The music has never been something that is involved into my being. Uh-huh. Okay. So so when I write, it's difficult for me to be like, and this is going to be the music that it's going to be, and this is the tune, the tones, and I listen to some things, and sometimes I, I made it, sometimes I don't. So I have mm-hmm. to face my limitations as a filmmaker that I have to have some music supervisor and some composer and some uh, mm. people working with me that mm. will be like, yeah, no, this will do it. Mm. So you, you, you're saying you can't really see what song or whatever would be perfect for the scene? or Not from the beginning. Oh. There are many 
There are other directors. Who is it? Um, I think it's uh, Edward Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah. Oh, Edward. I love Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Yeah, and he says that there is this um, this uh, drive baby. Baby, baby, baby driver, yeah. Baby drive. And he in did, cinemas now. Yeah, and he said that when he was writing this movie, and it was always because he has this uh, this kind of like, um, well, these songs that when he listened to the song, this is a chase, you know, mm. this is mm. an action scene, this mm. is a fight scene, yeah. this is a, and, and he has all these visuals, and he says the whole thing by singing a song. For me, I can see it as it relates to me. Mm. You know, mm. I like this music make me feel like this and that. Yeah. But portray that in a so that's why he when he did the movie it was like because he was always thinking about these songs and that's why the character has this uh like this um escape is gonna take, you know, two and a half minutes, which is the length of this song or so. yeah. I don't know, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. the movie. Yeah, but, no, so, yeah. yeah. But I, I cannot, you know, my visualization doesn't approach the whole sphere. That includes sound. Uh, because that includes music. It includes sounds, words, and um, but yeah, music is something that I'm lacking in my life. And, and I think that like Darren Aronofsky sometimes cheats by going beyond in the extreme in order to make people feel. And I think that uh, the collaboration of the DOP and the com- uh, composer of uh, Christopher Nolan make half of the work, mm. if not more. And then you pick up the same guys that you always work with. And then you you know, and then you put the editor, and then how much Christopher Nolan is in Christopher Nolan's movies, how much of his work, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he's brought it that he's I really know. good at mm. cliche-ish storytelling. I, that's I, very I dramatic. Know exactly what you mean, because we always, I mean, of course, the director puts a lot, lot, lot of their person. Mm. and their skill and yeah. their their taste and whatever mm. into the movies and if you're a writer director even a yeah. lot more you know exactly. uh, like Quentin Tarantino is he's even more one of those because he exactly he, and he cho- he chooses the yeah. the music where we were talking about and everything uh but we always give the director almost all the credit and it's not I don't think that's fair no. I, I like it when for some reason, it's mostly when it comes to animated movies. Uh, mm. You talk about teams, like from the team behind, yeah. and, and I like that because it is a team. It is a team, and effort, a of lot of almost. I, I dare to venture to say mm. that most directors try to work with the same people because they. Oh, I like my editor. I like my uh, mm. camera operator, my DP, my uh, and so on. Uh, so it is that team. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, like you're saying, how much? No, no, of, definitely. Of, yeah, how much of a Christopher Nolan movie is Christopher Nolan? Because exactly. He used the same DP all the time. Uh, director of photography. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, exactly. Like uh, that's something that annoys me of of being a filmmaker and trying to be an author because there is, you know, two things: there is being a director and being an author. Yeah. Being an author is mm. like when you have your original vision and you want to do this thing, and a director is just the guy that. Scream the action and cut, basically, you know, and supervise well, you, yeah. everyone's job. Yeah, but. yeah. And you, you have, I mean, you, you have to answer a hundred questions a day. Like, do you want this thing or this thing, or what do you want? Yeah, so but I mean, they, they, they even they're if on you're everything. a spoiled brat, you are totally qualified for being a director because you're always like, I like this, <laughs> well, I don't like this, I like. This. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the job. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are directors, some of them that I know personally very well that they ask the people what they think. And that's, 
I remember I had this this guy, uh, this chilling guy. When I started making films, I didn't. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make films. And then I went on Google, and then I searched how you make films, and then I started writing a script out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Mm. And then um, everything went so easily compared to <laughs> compared to when I was looking for a job with my degree. Uh, I just started writing a script and then somebody asked me, ah, what are you doing? Uh, and I was like, ah, I don't know, I started writing a script. I'm like, oh, I know this filmmaker. I'm like, really? Yeah. Oh, can I have like coffee with him? Sure. And we have coffee. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, you know, there is this film center south, you know, film center mm. when you can just go and borrow everything. Just send them a project description. I was like, okay. Now how do you make a mm-hmm. project? So everything flows so easily. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That's what I felt when I decided to become a professional actor. Mm. All of a sudden, everything was like I, I had wind in my sails. I'm not a superstitious person. Mm. We are all a little superstitious. Probably, but you know, n- not intellectually. I, uh-huh. I don't really believe it, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you were to be that inclined, then uh-huh. you could see a lot of signs like. Yeah, this is the right choice because everything is going along now. Yeah. It's easy and it's like the powers, the universe is helping me along, you know, yeah. that kind of the secret feeling. So when you have that feeling, you it's 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 good cuz you know, you're yeah. helped along and yeah. it makes your decision feel easier. Yeah. Probably it's just because you actually made a decision that you're happy with and you can see all the possibilities around you. Yeah. And and people see in you that oh shit He's on a path that is true, so I'm, well, I'm going to help him. you too. Like that's the thing. Like, like when I started making films, a lot of people told me like, "Yeah, you were always this kind of person." I'm like, "Fuck, could you ever tell me like before mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. studying, so yeah. I could have studied this thing instead of this?" Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I, I recognize that too. Like, but thanks pe- for no helping. Pe- people who never thought of me as an actor, when I said, hey, I'm, I'm actually studying to be an actor, or, or I'm, I'm an actor now, or mm. I'm going to study. As a, mm. uh, a lot of those people were like, yeah, yeah, I can see <laughs> that for you. So <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Well, that's exactly the same thing that I wanted to say. Like, when I started with this thing, and this guy became some sort of a mentor, he was really insane. I mean, not insane, but... He was a crazy person. I was the best mentor I could have because he in a good way. In a good way because he was unprofessional. Mm. He was uh, an instructor, and he just did stuff. I could be like, "Okay, we're filming on Saturday." I would be like, "Okay," Mm. and then he would bring a camera, and then we'll start shooting. Mm. So that's what you want. You don't want somebody that puts a hundred limitations to. I mean. And requirements because then you never do anything. Oh, you yeah. need to do shit. Oh, I have that part of my brain. That I have uh, to yeah, yeah, but uh, you need to just do shit. Aside. That's yeah. that's the whole thing. Well, this guy told me um, when I was starting up. He said like, "Okay, I think it was the first time I was going to shoot, my first real time." Like, mm. uh, and when we were walking there because I was a broke person, so I didn't have a, ca- I didn't own a car. I wasn't renting any sure. shit. We were mm-hmm. walking with equipment Mm-mm. to a park. And he said, like, okay, this is very important, you know. You ask no one nothing. And if somebody asks you something, you reply right away. With your first Whatever impulse. you, exactly, uh-huh. whatever. You always have, you have all the answers. You ask no one anything. Ever. Mm-hmm. So, no, don't take, don't, don't, don't ask somebody, like, oh, so what do you think? That's, that's, you never do that. I was like, okay, I, t- I, I, I take it, I took it, and I applied until now. So I, so when I'm acting, when I'm, when I'm directing, um, 
my style of like the first take is usually some sort of rehearsal. And because if we have rehearsed before, or if the actors are actors, meaning that they know their lines, <laughs> so I, I throw them to the lines. So it's like, just do whatever the shit you want to do. Like, show me. What's your idea? What's your proposal? You know the script. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. You know the character. Mm-hmm. This is this, uh, the, the, the location. Go. Mm. And I always go with that. I, do, I don't give them specific blah, 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 because they, they're actors. They have to do their job too. Their job is to keep body to your ideas, uh, to the script, to the story. So I, I s- throw them out and then w- we shoot that. Usually it's one of the, it's usually it's the best takes. It's mm. one of the best takes, the first one. But in a way, in a way mm. you're asking them what they think is the best thing, but you're not ac- actually asking. You just won't trying them out. Like, yeah, it's do, do something uh, what you like. It's something that I, I, I again YouTube has helped me a lot. I saw this interview with um, or this like actress studio uh, thing with Johnny Depp. Mm. And he said like he went to every audition uh, with a proposal. He said like you go to a yeah. you know, yeah. uh, no this Johnny Depp you go to a, you go to a casting and then you you bring. Your idea. You go to casting. Yeah, you you, know, you go to casting. You know, no, you you bring your idea, and then you have to you have to dazzle them, dazzle them. They have to be like, oh, what the fuck is this dude doing? Like, so so like you bring a proposal, and uh, and I I see a lot of actors that they are so they look at you like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And not, and that's wrong idea. It's like this is what I have. It's like going on a date yeah. and being like, hey, do you like me? Instead of saying like, you know, I'm fucking awesome, like, mm. let's hang out. Mm. Yeah, well, it's a, it, yeah. I I would say that's a good idea. Or this is me, not I'm fucking awesome. This is me. Yeah. See me, you got it. Yeah, well, okay. I, I I'd say that advi- his advice is a good idea mm. in the most most cases, and that's why it's good because yeah. it is risky because some directors or uh, yeah, if you're happy enough or lucky enough mm. to have the director present mm. when you do the audition mm. um, so most of them will like that like okay good I have an, an actor here who actually has his own ideas about this and everything and going to put himself into a character yeah. and, but some of them will be like no 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 this person is going to be hard to work with because he's going to try to step all over my ideas and this is my movie So and sometimes yeah but just are the control but, freaks and uh, yeah. yeah so th- you lose those jobs yeah. you know you won't get those jobs but, uh, but do you want to get those jobs well, maybe. I, I throw the question back to you like do you want to be an actor for hire in the way that you just, you know, maybe this is it depends. serial it depends. for blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, it depends on the what, script, uh, mm. the script, the movie, the director, whatever. It can yeah. be good uh, still. But uh, but, m- but most of the time, I think uh, it's the other way around. So it's a, it's a good thing to show what you can bring to it, yeah. I think. I think, I think in any, every successful, and I say successful a lot and sometimes it's very annoying. My girlfriend complains a lot about that because what is success really? But the people that we care... <laughs> We're back to what is happening. Yeah, what exactly. is happening is what but is success. The people that we care, the people that we look up to, like, you know, those people usually say like they, they bring something. Mm. While the people that we don't know about, those are the the people that do practical stuff, but they don't bring any of their own into the thing. Mm. You know, like they do mm. the job, mm. they do the job, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And Hernes, uh, Werner Herzog was saying that too, like, I'm not a director for hire. 
You know, he was always like trying to delete that. I'm not a director for hire. I am an author. Mm. I, I do my thing. And I'm, that's what I'm trying. That's what I want to do. I always want to do my thing. I think even, mm. what was this director? I think it was Edward, Edgar Wright. Okay. That said like uh, Marvel, one. I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but Marvel didn't want to make another Edgar Wright movie. Oh yeah. When with he Ant was uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Exactly. When he, he left the Ant-Man project. And okay. that sounds totally plausible but because and, and and i'm not i mean i love edgar wright and i love what he is doing and his style and everything but i understand why that situation that collaboration didn't really work out mm. and i understand the marvel side of it as well because the ant-man movie is just one of the mcu movies yeah. and it is it have to fit in somewhat in the larger scheme of things yeah, i mean I uh, okay they might mm. go off script a little bit now with thor ragnarok with the uh, taika waititi and but but you see this seems, seems almost more like a taika waititi movie than yeah. a marvel movie in some exactly ways, yeah. and that's the thing sometimes you have to put your feet down sometimes not all the time and say like no no this mm. is what we're doing and i can adapt as much as i you know as you need me to adapt but there is a certain level. There is a certain point when you know, when when the when you start to dissolve mm. into the rules, and you shouldn't. You should always be you know honest to yourself because otherwise, like I, I I I this is my idea that I have about dating and I have about friendship and I have about work and everything. Like if anybody could do it, then I don't want to do it. Mm. I like, you know. Like if this girl like oh yeah yeah you I like tall guys like this is something I get like I like tall guys with black hair like yeah then go and date a tall guy with dark hair but you you're tall that's you man yeah but that's you but like (laughs) no that's not me that's just my physicality Mm. you know I fit I fit a stereotype Mm. you know and if you're gonna make and I've never done a movie that I'm supposed to do in Sweden you know I've never done this. You know, Latino foreign crime ghetto kind of uh, film uh, about yeah. this underdog kid that you know have anger issues. No, you know, but if that's not you either. That's not me, and I will never be me. But that's what some people see. Some people think, oh, because I'm from Chile and I'm a you know foreigner. I'm saying people that that's just a superficial though. It, well, a lot of people are superficial. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so when if I would have like. When I propose my my feature film, who has a you know has a woman as a main character, mm. they were like, "But why are you gonna? Why is she the main character? Because it's and, about her. And why are you gonna direct? Yeah, exactly. And why are you gonna? Why don't you make him? The, that's what I heard. Why you make him the, the you know the main character? Like because I'm a man, I should make a movie with a male mm. main protagonist. Mm. And for me, that makes no sense. I started the story with a guy. So people actually ask, ask you why? You know, I've had and this conversation. With, I have this conversation with two other directors, one female and one male. Mm-hmm. And the three of us had the other, the opposite sex as the main character at some point in our stories. Mm. And uh, people in charge of the money and the finances have said like, but why don't you make it like this, like you? And, okay, and I, I, okay, I get why because they're probably thinking you should write what you know, and there's a point to that. But <laughs> there is a point for everything. That's mm. the thing. But how about we talk about the project and not the person behind the project? Because that's the important thing. Mm. Like mm. you know, 
Yeah, the Wachowski but, brothers did great when they did the Matrix, and they totally tried to avoid every kind of attention on them because the movie was this important thing. Sure, but uh, yeah, I, it, it's probably just uh, doubt that you can make a film about a female protagonist because you. Well, uh, what do you know about being a, a woman? You know, it's probably something like but that. But that's so. doubting. That's doubting your job. That's very, you know. That's looking down on you as, as, as no, a writer. I'm not saying director. they're doubting their job. I'm saying they're doubting, doubting that you can do the job. No, that's what I mean. They're doubting my job. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like if I'm if that's the thing. When I started writing this this story, I started writing about uh, a guy going on a blind date with with a woman, uh, and then I realized soon after that the guy wasn't the most interesting character for me mm. because she visited him like the middle line and. She comes over to him. Uh, that's slightly related to some personal experience that I had, um, and I found that extremely exciting and, and threatening at the same time. Like you, you talk with somebody online, uh, and then the conversations start getting more sassy and you know erotic, and then suddenly you are having some sort of online sex with this person, and then suddenly you decide to meet in real life mm. in your head you have already mm. experienced everything and now you're gonna have it in the physical time and can, while this can really live up to exactly and it's just the thing it's it's not just that it's like it's the whole involvement of uh what that kind of thing means because while you wait because like you said okay come over even if the person takes 10 minutes to come <laughs> to your mm. place you still have a thing like shit what if I don't like her? What, what if she smells? What if I smell? Mm. What if I don't? I cannot perform? What if she has some kind of disease? What if she's crazy and she's going to cut my dick off? Like, you know what I mean? It's mm. so many of these things. And then suddenly the person is on the door. Mm. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we're going to do it, but we haven't done it, but we already did it. Mm. It's this kind of... That, that's what excites me a lot. And then I realized that, but wait, why are you so freaking self center what about this woman that comes over to you like statistically speaking she's going to her death you know <laughs> statistically <laughs> statistically speaking we're in a louis ck territory yeah, here exactly. yeah, yeah. i'm a i'm a rapist murderer or i will disfigure it. you know what i mean like i, I could mm. you know it's it's horrible and then she's she just go there Mm. You know what I mean? Like she just doesn't. So that's hope. Ex exactly. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or just a lot of, um, um, no, you know, trusting yourself. Yeah. And that's why she became my main character. Because I was like, wow, this woman, is just, she just go to another country and visit this guy that I met online. Mm. Holy shit, she's a very interesting character. Mm. I think what you're doing is uh, I heard somebody say say this recently, and I really love it because I I always love the um, write what you know kind of uh, mm. the quote quote and the idea about that because mm. yeah of, of course because a lot of people fail when they try to write something they have no a world they don't know anything mm. about basically but somebody said write what you want to know yeah so and that, I, that's what you're doing you 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 like you're discovering and exploring this kind of. Mm. life world uh, the situation person yeah yeah, yeah no no of, of course I think uh, and that can work because that curios cur uh, curiosity will draw out the, the truth yeah. and the character and uh, well I've spoken to so many so many so many women over 30 
uh, about their experience with life, uh, with love, with uh, themselves. Mm. So, so you do know in a way. In some, ways. I do. I, I I know as much as I as I as I need to know to be able to put myself so in this other it. exactly in this mm -hmm. other sphere. And I have I've gotten some good compliments about my my writing about you know female character. That's still I mean I think I still have a lot of layers to add. Mm. Um, uh, it fascinates me, you know. Women fascinates me because they're us and they're so different at the same time. There's this mystery about I mean every struggle, every fight, every argument, every every silly joke, every every disagreement that I have with a woman has always turned me into this kind of like, oh shit, I didn't saw that coming. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I, do. <laughs> I would have never, you know, my mental process would have never been in that way. And there's this neurological study about how um, men and women come to the same conclusion of mathematical equations, mm. but they activate different areas of the brain. Meaning uh -huh, that... Uh -huh. Okay. You know, like so, mm -hmm. so they actually think differently when they do a um, MRA. Uh, Interesting of the brain, like you know, mm -hmm. they activate different ways. I mean, it's, you know, this over is and over. Super controversial, but yeah, yeah. Is it, I mean, I wonder if I have some kind of uh, kinship uh, <laughs> with with that side uh, in some way because I remember when I was in uh, the equivalent of junior high school. Mm -hmm. um, and my math teacher was really fascinated about how I made, did math because mm -hmm. I didn't understand what he was on about and his uh -huh. his equations and how he taught us to solve the uh -huh. uh, solve the equations and solve the the problems. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that okay, but if you do like this, then mm -hmm. I will get to the same result. And I understand how it's you know yeah. how it, it's made up. And he always came up to me and be like, "What are you?" doing because mm. he saw that i was all over the place and i yeah. didn't do what he just taught me and i said well i i just did like this instead and you reached the same conclusions mm. and he's like you you're right you have your own little ways of solving mm. yeah that's interesting and he kept telling my parents uh, when they came to a parent teacher conference mm. like he's got his own little ways of solving things <laughs> yeah. and i was like i don't know if it means that i like have an alternative intelligence or that I'm stupid and I have to go the long way around mm. to, you know, something mm. like that. Or it's, it, maybe it's just because I use different parts of my brain to maybe, get there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, that's the thing. I mean, and that's why I keep focusing on the aspect of art and I keep criticizing the, the, the big movies that they play safe because just because we standardize certain way of, uh, of doing things doesn't mean that that's the right way. Mm. We we assume we have these biases about uh, the way that the world is, and art it's probably one of the best ways of making us question the way we are. Yeah. So every time people do art, that just confirm our way of being. For me, it doesn't feel like art. It just feels like okay. elements of art that make us feel comfortable. Yeah, and, uh, you know, isn't, isn't there a value in that too? 
Of course, like yeah, like everybody needs to eat and sleep and 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 you know go to the bathroom. Like we all need those things. We need aesthetics, pretty things around mm-hmm. us. But I think, well, that this is a big philosophical question and probably the core mm. drive force of myself. Okay. Uh, and is that, uh, of course, things are the way they are, and they are the best they are can they? be. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, Sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, like things are the way they are, and they are not different. And despite whatever people want to make of things, things are what they are. I'm not. <laughs> you are what you are. You are no. You're no different. I mean, you have your idea in your head, and then you have you, mm. and your idea in your head, and you are different. So as you know, and that's always the case for everybody. We always have this idea of ourselves, and then we have who we really are. And we want to be better, but we still eat junk food, and then we sleep bad, and then we don't know even how to breathe. Mm. And you know, like mm. we we do things wrong. Mm. That's who we are, mm. and then we think that we are better than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course things are the way they are, like that. But that doesn't mean that they have to be. That doesn't mean that we have to just accept things the way they are and be comfortable about it and live a happy life, you know, quotation mark, a happy life. Uh, And that's it. I think we should aim to be better or at least different, to Mm. to accept and include elements that that challenge us in order to to grow. I think we should grow. I think we should improve. And I think... In a way, all the technological advances that we have in our modern society makes us just more comfortable and less uh, developed. Okay. And that's why I think art is so important in the the way that we should challenge ourselves. And artists shouldn't just be like a statue of of Buddha in your living room makes you feel more spiritual. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, let me put it like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't you think that we also need uh, art? Let's call it art, but I'm I'm talking specifically since we're talking about movies and your mm-hmm. director and stuff. Um, that we also need it as a boost. That if you have a standard three act structure mm-hmm. blockbuster movie, let's say, and there's a hero, and mm-hmm. you know he, he's going to have a problem, but he's gonna mm-hmm. do the right thing. He's gonna make the right decision. He's gonna save the day. Maybe he's mm-hmm. gonna the, or she, for that matter, he's gonna mm-hmm. get the partner and uh, and all is well. You know, all mm-hmm. is well. It's kind of the cookie cutter thing mm-hmm. that you you talking about. Mm-hmm. We you should go outside of or whatever. But sometimes. I think you need that because you want to. Uh, you you need the boost. You you need to remind yourself that oh yeah, that is what making the right decision is, and yeah, it's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah. And if you keep following the 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 path of being a good person, let's say whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be rewarded in the end. And you you need that comfort or you mm-hmm. need that boost. And uh, and I think m- movies work. On several levels as well, in all, in everything, mm. it's in that's in them. Like yeah. the, the music in them. Like yeah, yeah, I like that kind of music. I like mm. how that music music makes me feel. So True. I'm gonna check out more of that. Mm. Or the production design. Oh, I like how the the uh, this character lives. 
because mm. his home looks cool and I can relate to that. So I'm sure. going to take that into my life. Sure. And, and so even no matter basically how standardized like cookie cutter or like back to the ancient Greeks mm. <laughs> uh, kind of standard story mm. it is, we can it still need to see more of that because we need the boost. We need the, the support. We need whatever, you know. I and know. I and I I still would like to call it art. At least it's an art form. True, true. But here's the thing: how many Spider-Man movies we need in order to understand what or who Spider-Man is, or how many Superman movies we need to, you know, understand how because Superman you is. Need to be yeah. reminded that great power with we, great power yeah, comes exactly. great responsibility. Then we can just go and watch the same movie again. You know what I mean? How about the next time we do it, we do it differently? Mm. Like, the, for example, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They, they went in a different direction. Yeah. And, and they, it kind of worked. Work. It kind of didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at least it was different. At least it gives you a Spider-Man. Was it different? Well, Spider-Man was a bully and a popular kind of kid. Super cool. I only saw the, the first one. But bully? He wasn't a bully, was he? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, just a little bit. Spider-Man. He can, no. he really humiliates the win the basketball ball flash guy in front of the whole school. Well, and that's supposed to be good. Yeah, because it, well, Flash is the bully, so he just yeah. But when you bully the bully, back. then you become the bully as well. Mm-hmm. If you kill an, a murderer, the amount of killers in the room stay the same. Oh, that's true. I like that. That's mm-hmm. nice. True, true, true. So yeah, well, and then well. people said, "Oh, but if you kill a hundred murderers, then you balance the the thing." And this is stupid. Um, <laughs> no, it look, depends. If you uh, kill yeah. serial, if you kill serial mm-hmm. killers, then you yeah. balance it out. Uh, <laughs> it's good because you're just gonna kill one person, and there. Yeah. No, but I think I think with it, with um. There's this uh, there's this movie and and which I like a lot, uh, which is called Waking Life. Uh, oh yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, and there they say that there is this one talk with this old man, uh, and he says like, "Well, you have to really question what is the strongest force." I, it's something like that. I'm misquoting, but what is the strongest impulse in uh, humanity? Fear or laziness? Ah, <laughs> you know, like good, good question. Yeah, and like we, we, we are so we are a fucking comfort machine. Like we just oh, get comfortable yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we just walk two steps and then we sit down. Mm. You know, and and like we do what we have to to survive and be exactly. comfortable. Yeah, one one person that's a breakthrough. You know, a a, a new thing, and then you will have. Hordes of you know of you know people just doing the same thing, copying the same thing mm-hmm. in their own mediocre way. If some genius made some new exactly. thing, well, that why are genius genius? Why can't we all? Because they do something aim... different. Exactly. That is also good because you know you can do different things very badly. And <laughs> well, yeah, that's an evil genius. <laughs> no, that's not a genius <laughs> at all. That's just a, yeah. somebody who fucked up. I make some mistake. Yeah, but I th- I would rather make mistakes than than. Um, you need to do follow. a lot of mistakes. To, yeah, of course. To get I mean, you, something you kind of get to success, out whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, but you compromise on the same, you know, on the same level. I think a lot of these big budget uh, directors, 
they have to compromise. Of course they do. Of course they have to. Like a lot of the, the good, good ones, they don't compromise. And they end up like Rorschach, mm-hmm. you know, in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Completely. <laughs> the second uh, episode of the podcast in a row, we were talking about Watchmen. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to keep co- coming up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a great story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, if you're honest to yourself, you're, you're, you're meant to be a, a martyr. Martyr? Martyr, yeah. Martyr. Um, and... Oh, I'm so American. <laughs> I'm not going to be this American with all the guests. It depends yeah. on who I'm talking well, to. You have to be uh, British, maybe, sometimes. You have some cup yeah, of tea. As soon as, I'm got, as soon as I've got a British guest on, which I'm going to mm-hmm. have in a couple of episodes, then I'm going to switch. It's going to happen. Cool. Just, uh, yeah. Cool. Can't help it. Yeah, well. Yeah, I, I, I well, I'm American, so... Exactly, so, the true American. Uh, and then there's I North am, Americans. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There is people from this country that has no name, so they call it USA. But <laughs> Americans are from the continent of America, which is divided in two, mm. sometimes in three. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's the influence that I had of English. So, mm. And then I had yeah. this English teacher in, in the university, and she was, I mean, she was British. Mm. And, Most and, of them are. Yeah, yeah, well... No, no, no. I mean, she was an exchange student, so she just wanted to live in South America, and she got a job as a as an English teacher. Mm. But she sucked at it so much. We became friends, mm-hmm. um, and she would speak British, and I didn't say shit for like three months oh. of her speaking because she, I'd never been exposed to British English. Okay, and but she, she was wasn't from like London. A, she was from okay. She what, was from London. Was so she, she like a Cockney? Like, like a what? Like a Cockney accent? Was it no, hard I don't, to... I don't even... No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I never exposed... Being exposed to British because I'm not European. I'm American. I, I've been just English, mm. you know. And most of the times... She might have been a dumb. Cockney. A Cockney, innit? Yeah, I like, know. She was just like... Um, uh, like, for example, a car. Okay. You know, no, like, what the not, fuck is a, uh, a, that's a, a kind of car? Posh. Like, that's a, it's a car. Mm. Like, what the fuck is a car? It's a car, car, car. Can mm. you pronounce the R? I'm a girl in a car. Yeah, like a car. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But then I started to adopt that. And when I moved to Sweden, then I started hearing more British. But there's these people that really overdo it. But anyways, I don't know why we're talking about English. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, martyr. Martyr. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a then, martyr. Yeah. <laughs> well, but then, like, you have to, like, if you, if you adopt being as a lone wolf, as temple wolf, Quoting Hermann Hesse um, makes you an author and unique and all that, but also makes you very lonely. And mm. I think, you know, what you have to choose sometimes, like whether to be that or to be a part of a pack and and be okay and feel comfortable. And and that's the same thing with art. Like mm. you have to compromise and put this uh, incidental music, for example. Um that we are used to. Mm. Uh, but if you want to make good art, you have to push the boundaries. You have to be mm. bold and you have to be willing to be alone and, and to struggle and mm. to get your, you get yourself a day job, <laughs> you know, oh, or, or a sugar yeah, mama or a sugar daddy. Um, I don't know. Mm. Whatever you have to do. Mm. Um, and then work in the afternoons, nights, weekends, and, you know. Live life. And, yeah, at least that's what I've been doing. I've been can't make art without living life, whatever that uh, means to you. Well, 
for me has been I have to choose between three things between you know working on your dreams um, making a living and enjoying life and I usually skip the third one and yeah just, um, you shouldn't because you can't make art if you don't live life enjoy life yeah because but you already lived so you have something to stand oh yeah on. yeah of course of course yeah yeah no of course yeah yeah i mean so from time to time i'm sometimes observing is a really it's a really beautiful thing to do you don't oh, need to yeah. you know oh, yeah, go yeah. on you know you can just walk at three in the night if if your country allows it to you mm-hmm. know walk at night and see people in different situations go and sit with with a homeless person mm. and ask them questions mm. You have a whole movie there, right there. Mm. It takes you one hour of your time. You're gonna make someone happy, mm. and then you're gonna get you, you know you're you're gonna get away with with film. We're yeah. gonna get away with and we're back story. to write about what you want to know. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, my first film was very self. Uh, of course, as every first film ever was very self-referential. Mm. Uh, it was about uh, it was based on Jorge Luis Borges, uh, the Aleph. Which is a very, it's a short story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not familiar. I think. Oh yeah, it's, it's about this this, uh, this guy that I think he take care of this house and then he falls downstairs and then he sees this light and in this light he starts seeing uh, he sees the whole universe and then from the whole universe he sees the galaxy and then he sees the planet Earth and then ah. he sees this country. He sees the light exactly, and he sees. I mean, the end of the journey, and he, he described the whole journey in such a beautiful way, Jorge Luis Borges. Um, and then he ended up seeing himself laying downstairs, mm, looking at the light. Mm, mm. So he, you know, it's, it's, it's this point outside time and space. Mm. Um, so I did a movie related to that, but it's also kind of a romantic thing. And a lot of my movies have to do with death and love. So that's why... I realized my feature yeah. film has to do something two of the with biggest things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, le petit mort. Mm-hmm. You know, the love is dying in a way. Uh, you have to stop being your selfish, you know, isolated being, and then you have to open up to someone else. Yeah. Let I mean, when it's love, mm. not when it's just comfortable, you know, mutual masturbation. When it's really love, it's you know, it's like opening up, and the person hurt you, and you have to decide the first time. And every time, hmm. am I gonna keep doing this thing? I think I'm gonna be, keep doing this thing. And if you're not a masochist, then you know, don't enjoy it. But hmm. and you're you're dying all the time. You're dying. Yeah, yeah. You have and to compromise and you have to change ways and learn new things. Hmm. And you're always living like 100, percent but you're also at the same moment dying 100 percent because hmm. you're going towards hmm. your demise at the same speed as your your exactly. life is. So exactly, there's a balance. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is fascinating about you. Okay. Your, <laughs> your working methods, let's say, I mean, most people who are starting out as a filmmaker, mm. they, maybe they start out like thinking about a short film script and they maybe write a short film script and then mm. make a short film and they try to get that shown in places and get some traction and then to, to work towards their ultimate goal to make mm. a, a feature film after a mm. lot. And you, you've done that too. Cause you, you made like, if you, uh, I checked your IMDB, you have mm. four short films. Official, uh, official, official yeah, short. Yeah. yeah four. Done more stuff, and then I've done, course, yeah. I, yeah, I think I've done like six or seven, short films and then a couple of music videos uh yeah. some informa- you know informative 
Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. small documentaries. Mm. I think a couple of small documentaries. Mm. Uh, so you've been, what I'm getting at. So you've been doing it, but you're mm. not. Those short films, like you mentioned before, they're mm. kind of like exercises, <laughs> almost yeah. for doing the the big thing. Yeah. And so you're not you're not a known filmmaker. You're not uh, yet. You're not. Uh, no, 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 uh, definitely yeah, not. No. You're not oh. on the scene, but you are. That's uh, I haven't known you for a long time, but I've mm. noticed that, according to everybody else in the mm. business, that I know you are a filmmaker. You are one of them. You're one of us. You're part of the <laughs> whole deal, Be- and that is because you are working every angle at the same time. You are networking. You go mm. to film festivals. You get to know everybody in the business, mm. and uh, <laughs> as your girlfriend calls, being the rooster, you know, yes, <laughs> strutting your stuff. Uh, and and th- that is what's unique about you as a filmmaker, I think, because it me- you probably did that the second you decided, okay, I'm going to do movies, I'm going to do film, I'm a filmmaker now. So you became a filmmaker mm. on all levels at the same time. So when your feature film mm. is in the can or e- mm. even going to be released, mm-hmm. you already have a base. You Everybody knows who you are. The, the film is going to be kind mm. of anticipated at oh, least yeah, by the I people so, in, yeah. in the business. Because, yeah. yeah. And you, that, it's kind of, it's probably not unique, but you're definitely odd. the only, uh, odd maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's odd. You're, you, I think you're the only only person I know, at mm-hmm. least, who, who work like that, or have that kind of a tactic let's say yeah. maybe it's not a tactic you're aware of but yeah well i used i used to get this uh which is a compliment for me and it's really offensive from the person saying it okay uh which people <laughs> they, they, somebody tried to insult you yeah they insult me and they make me feel better okay because people say that i'm too much aha uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and that's the most awesome thing that you can say to somebody. And I know that what they mean is that I'm loud, that I'm, you know, Brash obnoxious, I'm too bright okay. and too like, I know it all and blah, 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 uh-huh, and whatever. Uh-huh. And I occupy the full space at the moment that I, you know, mm, walk mm, into mm. the room or whatever, or into the conversation. And unfortunately, that's some sort of, who I am. Mm. Uh, I never intended to be that. And during many, many years of my um, spiritual journey growing up, I, I, I work into limiting that and filtering uh, that, that force. Uh, so I, I practice many times just walking into a circle of people, just listen. Mm. Um, if you know the answer to something, just don't raise your hand mm, or don't mm, ask questions mm. where people say any questions and nobody raise your hands and it starts itching inside because I, you I have know, a thousand I questions. Mm, I know. You know? Yeah. And it went, it was a long process. I mean, um, I started with spirituality like um, properly uh, because before I was reading books and reading books is not nothing. But I started officially like when I was 13, very intense with a group of people. And um, I, I stopped that when I moved to Sweden at age 26. So I work a lot about my psychology and my way of being. And, and when I moved to Sweden, it was funny because I went through also through this other process of, oh, shit, suddenly I'm alone. And uh, I started questioning my own beliefs and my way of being. 
And at one point, I realized that it didn't help me to be like that, to restrict myself and to cut myself um, off my natural way of being, my 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 triforce. And I real and the the most hallelujah moment or moment of awareness that I had was one day I went to this job interview and I had like a suit on because I wanted to look decent or good. And the interview was shit. Like they didn't care about me. So so I went right away to this uh, networking meeting event stuff. Mm. I think it was even called speed dating when you will meet people from oh, yeah. you okay. know different mm. uh, areas of like a business of, speed dating. Yeah, no no no, it was more like like uh, what are you? Oh, I'm an actor. I'm a, it was open to everybody. Net- networking speed networking dating. Yeah. speed dating thing. Uh and I that was at 6 and I, for some reason, I forgot eating lunch. So I had a late breakfast, and then I went to the interview, and then I went straight to this thing. Hmm. And they didn't have water, so they only had wine and beer. Oh, okay. So I had I one glass of wine, yes, and I was thirsty and hungry, so I took another glass of wine. Hmm. Two glasses of wine in, I just started talking with this person beside me, blah, 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 blah. And then I, start, I, I rocked that fucking networking thing. I just <laughs> talked to everybody, I jogged. I even mocked this girl that uh, she was very, you know, tied up and like, um, I'm a freelance producer, but blah, blah, blah. she has her whole speech that lasted one and a half minutes. Oh, yeah, she practiced that. She shit. practiced that over the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she wrote it down and she practiced over, I, I don't know, whatever. So I heard her over saying that thing to somebody uh, and I just found it hilarious. So when it was my t- my turn to talk to her, uh, and she said, oh, so what's your name? I'm Christian. What's your name? Blah, blah. And I said, oh, and your name is this, and you're a freelance uh, mm-hmm. producer, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she looked at me with the biggest eyes, like, what the fuck? Like, he he caught me uh, on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, hey, so just tell me something new, because I've heard your speech. I just You were just next to me, and then you just said that. So so what are you interested in? What, what are your dreams and hopes? And uh, Because I was drunk, of course. I was two glasses of wine in not lunch and she just like she just cut me off but in a way she smiled at me and we kind of joke a little bit and she was really mean to my friend who was this guy who just wanted to start making a film but he hasn't he wasn't sure mm. so she was like yeah, i don't talk to you kind of attitude okay she was, she was one of those uh, yeah, people like who, climbers, who try to climb the ladder. yeah yeah so, only, only talk to people who can help you exactly get somewhere. Yeah. exactly I but, I, I, but i cut her off and i you know i brought her off balance and we joke and it was good and it felt like fuck i can be this me and it's okay mm. i don't need to be this you know i i don't need to restrict myself and I started to unrestrict myself and i started seeing that directors usually are kind of crazy and I was like, maybe I can embrace my craziness and be okay about it. Yeah. So then I started to realize that since I'm not, uh, my last name doesn't have a fun kind of thing, or I'm not a member of the high class stuff, and I don't consider myself being genius or smart or any clever more than any other hundreds of millions of people around the world. Mm. You're not and a Freemason have, or Exactly. A I'm not a member of a secret society, or I don't have money <laughs> enough to you know, to to buy my way up. Mm. Uh, uh, what else? Fuck, I don't even belong to the ethnicity of the country that I live in. No, no, you no, know what no. I mean? No. I have so many minus points. Uh, so when I started to make films, I wanted to understand the whole thing. Mm. 
And that's why I, and I didn't went to film school. So nobody told me how to do it. So I just, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I went to this, um, I went to this uh, organization and then I went to the Facebook page and then I add everybody that followed that page. Mm. And then half of them just add me. And then they just all publish on Facebook. Oh, I'm going to this event. So I went to that event. Nobody gave a fuck about me. And then after 10 events and a little bit of wine, I realized two glasses of wine, do the trick. Uh, the, the golden ratio. The, yeah, it's the golden two glasses of wine, red wine. Just that that's okay. So, uh, so I started getting drunk with people that made film. And then I socialized. Mm. Um, and then I realized that I was lagging a lot of understanding of the technical stuff of filmmaking. So I started reading a lot of, you know, cameras and sounds and, but also like how you plot and structure a scene, mm. um, try to understand the, the, the ground stuff. And I studied theater when I was in Chile as well. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, so and I, some yeah, groundwork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I wanted to understand more about acting and, and then since I wasn't a part of a group because I didn't study in film school and I didn't have a group of friends, so I started to edit myself because, mm. uh, fuck it, I mean, I, nobody's going to edit my movie. I ask around and then people were like, yeah, no, I'm not going to edit because it takes so much time mm. and I don't know mm. you and I don't like you. <laughs> so I was like, oh. fuck it, I do it myself. Like, uh, like Thanos, I do it myself. Um, <laughs> okay, so you collected the... Yeah, I collected the gauntlet, yeah. Yeah, and then I did some short films um, and then I moved to Chile because I wanted to, I mean, I, I, I had a big separation from this relationship for 10 years mm. and then needed to go back to my roots. So I needed a break mm. and I went to Chile. Um, and then when I came back, I had this relationship ish with this girl and then she totally broke up my heart and then I was really down and then some, and I went to Lund film festival, mm. um, out of like necessity of exchanging human contact with other human beings, um, so when there and that's I'm, what in the in the and a film festival by that time was your scene, so that was obvious place for you to go to just to meet people. Yeah, exactly. It was that's just your social like, forum. Exactly, I was for socializing, and then I met this guy, and then out of the context of the conversation, uh, they said like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Sitges." in Barcelona, this film festival, uh, fantastic uh -huh. film festival in Sitges. Uh -huh. You want to go? And I had a little bit of extra money uh, on the bank. Luxury. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a lot of money. I no. mean, the thing is, like, this guy wanted to share, his reason was he wanted to share the room to mm -hmm. pay less. Mm, yeah, yeah. So he was looking for a partner to share a room. Fine. Oh, fine for me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so then I, I look at the budget. And it was about 4,000 back and forth for a week in Barcelona mm. in October. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. I, I, yeah, why not? It's a film festival and, it's, and it's, it was going to be my first like, well, film festival. Mm. So I went there. And with, it was with, without having a film to... Without having a film, of yeah. course not. But it's Barcelona, Tapas mm. and you know, Sangria, so... And fantastic films, which are, you know, again, they're different than dramas from, uh, or this big... Because uh, it was a fantastic film festival. Exactly. So kind of fun. Exactly. So no no big budget movies, well, no... Horror, sci-fi, Horror, sci-fi, like everything, yeah. everything. Uh, I saw, I think I saw in Loon this movie, and then I met the directors. Uh, uh, what do we do in the dark? Mm. In, in the shadows? Oh, we're doing the shadows, oh, yeah. Back to Taika Waititi. Yeah. Who's directing um, uh, Thor Ragnarok now. 
or just no me. way is he yeah she, i didn't know that oh yeah sure <laughs> and he's that's acting awesome. in what we do in the shadows as well yeah, <laughs> yeah i met him in, in sitches really but yeah because ah. yeah, but that's the thing i I'm, i'm horrible at researching i've become better now at researching when i go to event now i kind of like try to see who is gonna go and so when i met them or i aim to them like oh this is a person that's isn't but but i'm i'm usually these you know fluffy idea being you know that i just go around and just drink and cheers and talk about stupid stuff all the time mm. and i don't know who i hang out with mm. so so there yeah, yeah. Met... so you, you you can't be nervous or have an agenda or anything no, you're no, just one of the, you're just one I of the guys yeah you know? that's that's stupid that's the same rule that for me is about friendship and dating and any kind of human relationship mm. if you have an a, a purpose or a, like you know an agenda agenda yeah, yeah. You are selfish and you're like, I've never talked to a girl that is a, a hot girl in a bar or in a party, ever. I've never gone, oh, hello, are you are you look attractive. That's why I'm going to talk to you. Mm. I think that's the most horrible thing. Or you can give me something, so I want to I wanna be your friend. Mm. Like that, I think that's bullshit. It's the same thing that making this, I could have made this feature film about, you know, underdog, a Latin American kid in Sweden. I could have done it Five years yeah, ago, yeah. and I would have got the financing and everything because, oh, yeah, he's a foreigner. He needs to get support. Oh, poor foreigner. You know, but I, I'm never, never going to do that. I'm probably going to do that now, but after a while. Because <laughs> yeah. I got the script. I got the script about this story, and I was like, yeah, why not? I can make my story, one for me, mm. and then one for them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a pretty common yeah. uh, trade-off. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I have the script right One work. for the other. Exactly. So I'm going to make this movie that they want me to do, maybe. We'll see how that goes. Mm. Uh, but uh, but the, the script is working, and that's not my script. So mm. I also feel like I have more freedom. I can just go there and do it my way mm. without having to care so much about the characters. Mm. So I'm, it's a much faster process. Yeah. No, but the, so, um, so... So yeah, I went to this film festival, and I loved it. And then the same guy that I went with, uh, he, that, this was October, in... Um, January, he called me from Thailand because he lives in Thailand. And he was like, hey, you want to go to Cannes? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's, uh, I'm going to talk to this producer and then he can get us uh, accreditation uh, for Cannes. And, um, and at that time, my savings run off a while ago. And then I said, like, dude, I have no money. And he was like, it's okay, I buy everything and you pay me later. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, I'm mm-hmm. shaking I'm mm-hmm. like but I want to do it now because the prices are very cheap uh, and I was can I call you like in five minutes and then I hang up and I look at this girl and I'm like hey you know like this guy just wanted me to, you want to pay my trip to Cannes what should I say mm-hmm. and she Chilean as well is like are you fucking stupid like just fucking take it but I don't mm-hmm. know how to pay the <laughs> ticket I don't know what to you know I became too Swedish at that time like I don't know how to pay back oh, and I you know no very <laughs> you know what I mean very very honest and responsible yeah, you know yeah. financially and mm-hmm. with everything mm-hmm. and she was like I will figure it out later don't worry about it which I'm not naturally like but sometimes it's good to embrace mm. your culture Of not paying back. <laughs> I didn't pay him back until over a year mm. after Cannes. Mm. So probably two years after he paid for everything. Mm. So anyways, he paid for the hotel and, and, and stay. And then suddenly... He back. had the money. Yeah, he had the money. He, he had money. He has money. Yeah. He's just cheap. Because also, again, he's Swedish. 
no, no, but he, Again, he, <laughs> he pay for like, well, that's how you have stuff. You don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't spend your money stupidly. That's how uh, you have money. I, I don't have stuff, <laughs> so I'm not that Swedish. Okay. Well, you have a little stuff. You have a very nice apartment. I Thanks. really like it. Well, anyways, uh, so I went to Cannes. Mm. Of course, again, not doing any research or anything. And then I, I just... And again, not having a film. Not having a film there. Just hanging out with people, watching films, uh, hanging out with the people making those films and getting this connection. I At this, um, in Lund, again, after a little while, I met this sales agent uh, that took Iron Sky to, to Scandinavia. Oh, yeah. mm. um, and we became friends because we sat outside the the bar when the guys were having the after party after the, the screening and he said something star wars ish mm-hmm. and i was i replied with some star wars ish and we mm-hmm. bond over star wars and it's off yeah and it's, it's all yeah it was 45 it was an hour of we just talking about star wars and science nerding fiction. out oh, exactly yeah. and he was you know um one of the two owners of this sales agency that buys and sells movies for Scandinavia. Mm. And we became friends, right, like that. And then we met in Cannes again, and then he introduced me to a shitload of sales agents. Mm. I was like, these guys are international distribution, these guys are international, this is North American distribution, blah, blah, blah. If mm. you want. And then he gave me this masterclass of uh, distribution and, and stuff, and I was like, just taking notes. And yeah. then I met... And taking cards. Uh, like shit and then the thing is like for getting the accreditation since I didn't have a film Mm. what this producer this Swedish producer did was to sign me and this other guy uh, in to the producer's workshop in Cannes Mm -hmm. which is like a four days workshop about how to be a producer uh, a better producer and stuff and it was okay it was good. I mean, it's like the masterclass, Werner Herzog masterclass is much better and it's online. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite cheaper than <laughs> the other thing. Uh, but I met a shitload of producers uh, from all around the world. One. Two, I met this uh, couple of producers from London. We became friends. And one of these guys, he is amazingly at networking and talking. And I just took notes. The way he introduced himself, the way he turns the conversation about his project, how how he benefit, and I spent ten days with him, and that was much better than masterclass. We hang out everywhere. He introduced me to key people from the industry, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, I I don't deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I want to be here, and I'm getting mm. so much from this experience. Mm. Like from, and he always." Keep me away of, you know, the other people that are not really so... I mean, he will talk to these people very politely and then we'll move along. And I was like, okay, this person is like this and this and that. Stay away from this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right. And this is a good person. This is a loyal person. You just keep a this... A lot one. of great advice. Great basically. advices, man. Great advice. So I made my tradition of going to Cannes every year. I, I, I know the place and I know friends there. And, it's, and hopefully next year I'm going to have the movie in the market yeah. uh, and I don't think it's going to be in competition of course but it's probably going to be in the market or in some kind of parallel event hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know what I'm saying that's really um, that's really interesting yeah that way of working and uh, you know you had a lot of help from 
having that kind of method more I, I, it's it, not a method no, no exactly when you're it's talking an organized about, chaos exactly when uh, when you're talking about it i realized that it's not your plan it just uh -huh. basically happened yeah. but uh but, but what i <laughs> if we're talking about film festivals specifically mm -hmm. uh i've gotten a lot of uh, let's call it advice but like people saying in the business saying no mm. well don't go Because when I asked them, should I go to Cannes? Should I go to Berlinale? Should I? And mm. usually they say, no, there's no reason if you don't have mm. a film. You're not in a film right now. So yeah. so if you go, you, you you can't get in anywhere. You won't have a good time. You you, you won't have anything out of it. You know. Yeah. But well, that can well, happen too. Mm. I mean, of course. Um, it can happen, huh? Yeah, it can happen. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, yes, we can. Yeah. No, uh, but I mean... This is the thing. First, when I went to this Cannes, when I went to Cannes, uh, I just asked some people that have been in Cannes. Mm. I didn't ask people that haven't been in Cannes. And they were like, oh, yeah, you have, you should do this and this and that. Oh, but I asked people who've been in Cannes, and they're like, well, you can't get in anywhere. Well, so yeah. You need invitations. You need uh, accreditation. Yeah, well, that's that, that was the thing. I mean, to be honest, if I would have met this couple of producers the first day of Cannes, mm. I would have probably had a shitty Cannes. Well, at the same time, you were already invited by somebody who was going to go there and had more. The guy who paid your ticket. No, no, he he was just he was a nobody. He he wanted to make this movie, but he had no experience. We were both virgins. Okay. In that case, okay. he just put the money huh. there. The producer, uh, the Swedish producer, he mm. had his own agenda, and I didn't met him more than twice in 10 days. Okay. In, in like in events that I was already there. Mm. So the thing is like I and it was through this guy that he he said like, hey, let's hang out with these guys. And they look like these really obnoxious fashion kind of guys. And I was like, oh, how are we going to hang out with these guys again? And mm. they started fighting when we were having dinner. And then one of them just left and the other one stayed there and kind of started crying. It was such a dramatic scene. I was like, I just want to eat my pizza. Like I just had this workshop and then like I okay well, I'm in this drama now and then we and then it was like okay we're gonna go to this cocktail party and then we went to the cocktail party and then we went to the next cocktail party mm. and it was like okay we're gonna go to this party let me let me just talk to these guys and go to talk to the guys in the door we walk in that was my first day mm. and then that was the other nine days the same thing mm. uh, watch some movies uh, walk around Because I didn't have any meetings, I didn't book anything. I just mm. like go to the pavilions, yeah. I, I, or go to the workshop, and then in the mm, workshop mm. they tell you like what you do mostly. Yeah. You go to the pavilions, you try to, you talk to anybody, anybody, uh, you talk to everybody, mm. um, you exchange business cards. I was smart enough that time to have business cards with me, mm. and just create relationships. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's what many people Take don't understand. They go with an, you know, with an idea, mm. and once the idea it's broken, they are empty. Mm. I went with mm. no idea. I went to live the experience of being in fucking can because I grew up, you know, in South America, never even imagining that I would just go to Cannes Film Festival, which is the most prestigious, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah, yeah. and then suddenly I was there. Yeah, you I know? haven't, I haven't been yet. Yeah, it's it, it's great. I mean, if anything, it's a great place for vacation. Yeah. If anything. Exactly. So if you're going, you you will have the can experience. Exactly. Like as there's a no, vacation. there's no losing except your idea of what winning or losing is. Mm. 
You know, if you go there to to sell your movie, you're you're, you're stupid, really. Like you should go there to go to Cannes. You go to film festival. Well, you, you can watch sell movies. your movie, of course. Yeah, of course. But then why do you have to go to film festivals to sell your movie? Then you have you have a meeting. You meet the person, the sales agent, whether in your country, on their country, or somewhere in between. You make the agreement and you sell the movie. You don't need to go to film festival for that. Well, it could help because you have well, the, no, the, yeah. the market, uh, the film market floor. Yeah, but the film market—that's the thing that I when I talked to one of this guy, uh, Christian. Uh, when I met, when I talked to him, I don't know, I don't think you know him. But anyways, when I talked to him about Cannes, he said like, "Well, Cannes is market mostly." Mm. Um, but then he also told me like, most of the times when you see on Variety on all these um, um, newspapers, uh, mm. or magazines. Mm. That oh movie blah 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 was sold to blah 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 distributions uh, and it's gonna be international distribution you know mm-hmm. release blah 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 yes those agreements were done months before mm. they just go to can to shake hands or to kind of finally meet pers- you know, personally but they have been on discussions on the phone Skype if they don't if they're not from the same country. Mm. Yeah. Or the same location mm. long ago. Yeah. Or even though they have already signed and everything is done, they just make it official in Cannes mm. because it's mm. prestigious. Prestigious, yeah. Exactly. And, it's, uh, it's a facade. So film festivals, and probably Cannes in particular, are probably mm. the the places where people in the business go to hang out and yes. have a good time, party down. Yes, exactly. And Meet new people, m- watch yeah. films. Kind of, kind of do what you did, like yeah. just, just hang around exactly. and, and build new bridges, probably. To, exactly. Not, not, maybe, not maybe to make deals that much no. then. Well, um, because, well, that's... Build bridges. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I met, in Berlinale, I met a, a buyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a pretty rich guy, and mm-hmm. he, he, he bought and distributed movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the sense that he was probably there... Not to actually buy any movies, uh, mm. but he was there to, you know, drink some drinks and uh, hang out and, yeah. well, and l- let loose and have a trip over to Europe because he was from the States. Exactly. You know, that's mm. But that's what they do. They want to meet celebrities as well, yeah. go and crash the parties. And see um, new, new movies in a, in, exactly. in a cool situation. Yeah. It's it's that. Like, why, why Paul Allen take his boat every year to Cannes? Mm. He is one of the co-founders of Microsoft. Mm. Why he's there? Because hanging out? Because his boat has the biggest party in Cannes. Yeah, yeah. And then the, all the celebrities want to be invited to the party. Mm. So that's why he's there. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't go, and if you're a semi-celebrity, mm. blah, blah, then maybe you won't get that ne- next part because maybe you haven't been hanging around as much. And yeah. that, that's one of... That's actually... This bothers me a little bit because <laughs> I'm not like you, really. I'm not that big networky kind of guy because I'm a bit more uh, of an introvert mm. and uh, things like that. And I think your your work and what you've been doing and what people know about you should be mm. enough to get you your ne- next gig. But that's not <laughs> how the, the human psyche works mm. because we are pack animals. The human psyche works in the way that, mm. that people who are around you... Mm a lot those mm. are the people you like you trust uh, and you want to see do good so if you are not one of the mm. people who are around mm. at parties and 
uh, all those networking events, mm-hmm. film festivals, whatever, and True. are seen and you know just have this human bond with people mm-hmm. uh you won't get hired by those people because they even though you may be better for a, a certain gig mm-hmm. they're gonna hire the one they know more because mm-hmm. they're it's 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 but what, the one what, they know it's, it's a not, pack animal thing uh, and, and I, I it bothers me on a civilized you know uh, intellectual level mm-hmm. like why must we work i disagree i disagree with you in that context unfortunately Okay. Um I think you work with the people that you trust and the people you trust is not the people that you see the most or that you see that you look up to. That's why characters like Superman for example or Jesus are extremely unrelatable and you want to collect around you the people that make you feel comfortable. Yeah, but you yeah, are I, you do feel comfortable around people. I don't make anybody you... feel comfortable ever. <laughs> Uh, me neither <laughs> unfortunately for some no, reason I, I, think I, I keep very comf- hearing that I uh, intimidate I think people I don't know how that happened uh, but intimidating yeah actually intimidating? I, I hear that all the time what? even your girlfriend said that like you probably intimidate a lot of people I do okay well, no, I, well I, I wasn't surprised she's when very she good said at because, analyzing people more than yeah, what but she I, I've heard things. that tons of times that's weird yeah people have told me outright that you intimidate me or like oh no no he was scared of you or she was well, scared if you're and standing and know. being silent that's kind of yeah, yeah. it doesn't help I, it doesn't help yeah. exactly no but actually i mean haven't mm. you even uh, haven't you ever uh had that feeling like uh, even back in school or whatever i don't know if you were mm. you always at school let's say or were you away from school a lot Do you... no my dad will uh Beat me up if I didn't go to school. So okay, I you were away. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, like, I was present. Yes. Yeah. So and that probably made you a little bit more popular because you were actually. I was absolutely one hundred percent not popular in school ever. You, I was. I was bullied. Okay. Yeah. Growing up well, so, until the so, last year when I decided not to be bullied and actually to be popular, and I succeeded, and that was a great success in my life. That's yeah, so weird. Just it, because you decided it could actually happen. I know exactly what you mean. But what I'm getting yeah. at, uh, okay, I was also bullied, but I could. I could see a correlation because mm. I wasn't because I wasn't happy in school mm. I, uh, and uh, I had some health problems because uh, mm. because of that probably you know migraines and stuff like that. Mm. I I didn't go to school a lot because I just uh. I, I couldn't or I just hated it or whatever. And I could yeah. and I and I've seen that in workplaces. I've seen it in schools mm. and so on. That the less you're there, the more the people who are there dislike you for no reason other than you haven't been. And and I and I and I have read and I have read the psychological that, yeah. uh, uh, reasons about it and yeah. and it, it is what I talked about like if you are around you're part of the pack if you're not around oh, yeah. you're not part of the pack and you're not liked yeah. so that helps us in our business as well to actually be oh, yeah, be I, around and be seen yeah. in social situations if you're seen you exist if you're not seen you don't exist yeah, yeah I know yeah. that but I'm yeah. I'm a kind of like the party guy you know people meet me at parties. No, you're more like the networking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but except, mm. well, whatever. Yeah, mm. I, I, you know, I, people don't meet me so much in, in alone. No, but you're vis- visible. Oh yeah, you're around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But um, I think it. I think the whole thing is about building a team. That's just, that's just the, one of the first lessons that I learned about filmmaking is building a team, um, in any context. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen people that do that. I've seen people that are kind of parasites 
mm. you know what I mean? That they attach to people.、Mm. Uh, but you feel, you know, it's, it, you get this fishy smell of like, this person is not honest. He,、oh, yeah, he yeah. or she is just hanging out with you because、yep. you take them to places、yeah. and you give them things. Yep, yep, yep. But I'm not like that. I, I don't、and、have the, any and idea. And the people who try、anybody. to like buy your friendship and. I don't. Nobody have never tried to buy my friend. Okay, you, you, okay, okay. No, I don't、uh, get then, shit for anybody. No, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you, you sh- probably shouldn't because sometimes you have that kind of feeling that you were describing about、oh, yeah. people who try, try to well, g- give you things to buy to, my love. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay.、Thing. Well, that's kind of the same thing.、Yeah. And then later they can be like, "Well, I gave you this, so." Yeah, but、know. I'm I'm a, I'm an asshole in that context. I was like, yeah, but. Thank you. Yeah, well, so that, that's that's your、yeah. problem. I owe you nothing because you give me shit. One、yeah. girl bought me seven shots once. Seven、oh, shots of、oh. um, what is it called? The one with the horns,、uh, Jagermeister. Oh yeah, that was a killer.、Mm. We we start making out in this bar, and I remember I was out. I was two meters away from my buddy、mm-hmm. who was you know contorting, you know twisting. Contorted, Around, yeah, con- yeah I, I, with this this girl on the table of other people, <laughs> and I was looking at、uh, these yeah, other、I've、people, and、similar. I was like,、it's、I was my 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 astral form was like, I'm sorry, I'm like, I know, I know, I, know, I, I don't、exactly. really want to disturb you,、oh, and then I, and then the, the other one,、thing. the animal was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're two people. I'm like,、oh, I'm sorry, oh, this is not civilized. I shouldn't yeah, be. I, I, know, I know it's not polite. Know, it's not polite. It's、really. But at the same time, I can't lose this situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was. It was seven shots of Jagermeister. Come on, on top of every other thing that I did. Okay,、so. to all the women listening, <laughs> giving men alcohol is not a great idea. I know you think that. Oh, I'm going to get him to loosen up. Then I won't be as intimidated to try to make out with him or whatever.、Mm, no, well, it works every time. No, it, well, no, no because you want the guy to function. And、oh, a, yeah. a drunk guy doesn't function as、oh, well.、Yeah. It's better to give him a glass of water and、uh, just say, "Hey, let's do this." <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe a glass of wine. Maybe a beer. Maybe some, a beer yeah. or two. Yeah. But this is like trying to get you to drink more. Come on, let's do shots. No, no, because then I'm. Well, I'll, I'll just go home. Well, and- that's that's only if sex is the is the idea behind this thing. Yeah, well, that, if he's just not, having fun, I'm, I'm not vomiting and then just doing stupid shit. Then, yeah, drunk, by all se- means. drunk sex is rarely good. No, but that's what I mean. Like, if sex is not the idea, because、mm. I don't think this girl wanted to have sex with me. She just wanted to like, just wanted you on the table, right? Make、there. yeah, make out <laughs> with me, and then maybe the next time or something like that. That's a different thing. Yeah. So yeah, laying the groundwork for. I don't know. I, don't know. I was too、future. drunk to really understand what she, what we were going with this. To、mm-hmm. be honest. But it was cool. It's the first and only time that somebody had bought me shots, All、right. like const- constantly. And I was, I wanted to pay the second one. I was like, no, I'm paying. I'm、mm. like, well, she was an aspiring you, filmmaker you as well. So. Ah, yeah, she was one of those. You felt courted,、uh, and she wanted something, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We never. We, <laughs> she was networking. She was, yeah, she was networking <laughs> with my tongue. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, the the thing about being honest and and just being open.、Uh, Just hanging out with people, yeah. Being visible is important,、mm. but、mm. creating relationships is the most important thing. Yeah,、uh, I think that's the key. Good advice and a perfect way to end this, probably. <gasps> but why? I have all all the, more three hours of talking. No, it's、done. yeah. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time in the next episode. Tan tan tan.
Yes. So, should we say goodbye? Or yeah. How does this end? I'm not good at endings. Well, I have an outro as well, so yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, are we gonna so, fade so, away? We so let's just do a. Can we do a musical ending? Sure. That would be awesome. We can't do the awkward pause because it's a podcast. That would be weird. And but we we could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I we, we miss could do. Uh, I miss Craig so much. Oh, that is such a Fuck, great show. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's got his own podcast though, so you can listen. Does to he? It. Yeah, he does. <gasps> uh, so uh, let's just do a Monty Python ending. Can I just admit online? And to everybody that have never seen a single episode of Monty Python. It, that's a horrible thing to say. I know. There are some things that I don't know. It, it hurts. I've never it seen Saving Prior Ryan. It hurts me on a physical level. I know. I've never seen Saving Prior Ryan. That, that's fine. But no, the, the Monty, for some people it's The Python fine. thing is way worse. Oh, shit. I know. Have you seen one of the movies at least? No. Oh, come. I know. On. No. But I've seen. I almost live for like. I've seen. Uh, uh, what is it called? It's the, a Canadian show. Uh, I know Kids that in the hall. Yes, it's amazing. I loved it. It was amazing. So good. Oh, the nineties, uh, the top of the nineties, basically. Yeah, Kids I loved it hall. so much. Great people. The mm. canoa. Uh, what is the canoa head guy? Oh, you mean the salad? Uh, this is uh, the lettuce. He was head? a superhero with a canola head. Canola head. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they had another guy who had a salad or lettuce for a head. <laughs> no, I don't know where that's And great. then the guy who keep crushing people's heads. I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Mm. How can we end this? I need to wrap this up in some. Cool <laughs> we <way>. can't. <laughs> that's a Monty Python way of doing it. Just no ending. I need to pee pee. Oh, that was a long one. And it got philosophical. Hope you dug it. And check out next episode when my guest will be actor Vanessa Poole. Until then, explore what makes you happy. See ya. <laughs>